Hello and welcome to Girl Collective Podcast. We are three creatives, we meet regularly and we have decided to record some of our meetings. And we are Lou David, I'm the chief thinky-doer, printer, sewist, writer and creator of Lily Loves. And I'm Emily J. Taylor and I'm an illustrator and character designer and I run the brand Egypts. And I'm Bea Williams, I run Call Me Fee jewellery design and resin creator. We are also featuring today Rick Chapman who is the entrepreneur in residence for Set Squared Crystal. And this is Girl Collective. Girl Collective. Girl Collective. Girl Collective. again i just thought i'd pop in and say that we had some technical difficulties at the start of this podcast we had been talking and catching up for about 15 minutes and just as we hit record emily got frozen rather than be polished and honed you get pretty much what happened so we kind of jump around a little bit at the start but i just wanted to give you a heads up that this isn't quite the start that we envisioned but we're really happy with with how things have gone in the end uh, enjoy. So today's going to sound a little bit different. We are actually all on our webcams today. We're not in the same room. Uh, normally our girl collective group meets in the same room. Lou lovingly cooks for us. We sit down, we have a chat and we record some of it. Um, however, due to worldwide circumstances, we are in our own homes and we are looking at each other on screens. We've already met up once like this and it was really good um, to kind of get some people outside of the world of our own homes into us into our lives but we are here to kind of talk and maybe record what we're chatting about today so how's everyone doing how how is everyone being affected by the outside world or the inside world i think emily is frozen pops up again I don't know what's happened there I'm okay I'm well I'm shielding at home with Rick so I'm quite lucky in that I'm not on my own and I'm with someone who I get on with incredibly well so we get out once a day for a walk most days and um, apart from that we're just cracking on doing whatever you know whatever we can uh, Emily looks like she's still frozen. I'm not quite, quite sure what we should do, Fee. Um, um, can we communicate with her? Um, I might just WhatsApp her and say, like, yeah. leave and come back. Yeah, She can come back to the chat. I just find it really funny that she's left at the right time. <laughs> slash wrong time. Girl Collective. Girl Collective. Girl Collective. I guess I could try to uh, fill in, but I can't draw for toffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my internet's completely crapped out on me. I'm just going to have to reset her router. Oh, bless her. Okay. <laughs> Talk about rubbish timing. <laughs> I might stand a chance of filling in for Lou, because I can kind of do abstract things, but uh, filling in for the... <laughs> Not a chance. I am interviewing Rick Chapman, who is a entrepreneur in residence for a, a set squared and also 
just an all-round good egg as far as <laughs> as far as advising businesses on you know how to um, how to survive at, uh, in the current climate. And if, so, what is the key thing that we have to think about for for businesses? Well, artists who have so they'll often be selling in shops they were which are closing or they are um, hoping to take part in juried exhibitions which may or may not be going on and they have Etsy stores and they might have their own um, website so uh, I'm assuming that there are things that SMEs do and startups do that that artists could adapt for them yeah I mean the principal thing will be your channels to market so how are you actually going to connect with your customers if your traditional channels have just been interrupted um how are you going to transfer that relationship from through an intermediary such as a, a gallery or a shop into a direct relationship or to a new channel you know it might be a jump through an agency uh, or an agent specifically uh, it might be a jump through uh, an online gallery. Uh, I mean, I know you don't particularly rate Etsy, but that would be an example of another route to market. Mm. So are there other channels that you could use? Where will people be going who want to buy? Where, do you, where will your consumers be? They'll probably be fewer in number because whenever there's a crisis, people will try and protect disposable revenue. But people still need joy in their lives so where will your consumers go to look for art if they are not walking up and down the high street and popping into room uh, 212 etc well i think that's a good point rick because people still uh, will be buying um birthday presents and and that kind of thing and in actual fact they're more likely to be going online to look for that kind of thing mm-hmm. so it's about figuring out where you can put yourself quickly and and, and, yeah. and simply and, and so easily. If, if for example an SME had an advertising budget I would be now looking at what they could do with pay-per-click around words like moon pig where mm. are people going to be going to look for they're going to be going to the established brand so can I send a birthday card via moon pig but put yourself in the way of that and say you know your advert comes up want a, an artistic alternative to a moon pig standard or something like that mm. where are people going to shop can you intercept them on that journey and put something more interesting in their way it's quite difficult i think for artists because they, a it's not their world mm-hmm. often and also they don't have budget or they would find it very difficult to find budget we were talking the other day about a circular economy <clears throat> can you say a bit more about what that actually is yeah so this this would be where um you are trying to build in effectively a loop of money so it could be the one that is often quoted um is around a virtual currency so bristol pound for example so the council pay all of its workers partly in bristol pound bristol pound can only be spent in bristol so those workers in their daily lives go into coffee shops, restaurants, they travel on first bus, and they can pay that uh, with Bristol Pounds, so they can buy their coffees with Bristol Pounds. Those shops then pay their business rates in Bristol Pounds, and that money goes back into the council, who then pay their staff with Bristol Pounds. So 
that economy is perfectly circular. The, the, the cash, the actual pound is going in mm -hmm. a loop. Now, why is that important? Because it is keeping that money in that local economy. Whereas if you were paying in sterling, then every time you use a credit card, 1.75% of that transaction is going off to Visa headquarters in the US or wherever they are. So there is a leakage of value out of the local economy. And every time there's a transaction, another 1.75 of the sum of money is leaving that local economy. So the kinds of things that I've seen are when artists, um, I think it's called artist support, hold on, I did actually have it written. Yeah, artist supports, uh, artist support pledge. So artists, mm. and these tend to be, um, so these will be people who do have sales. Mm -hmm. So for every £1,000 worth of sales that they make, they pledge to buy a piece of artwork from another artist for £200, or around the value of £200. Mm -hmm. So is that a circular, does that operate in a similar way? Well, that's one loop of it. So what you now need is to work out the mechanism where maybe the, the, um, the smaller artists who are now selling one piece for £10 or £30, etc. Mm. Um, how are they going to reconnect? They're not going to be purchasing the £1,000 uh, piece of art from the larger commercial artists, but maybe there is a way to close that loop. So maybe there is a crowdfunding campaign or something where each of those smaller artists can put two or three pounds each in to commission a piece of work from the larger commercial artists. So that would then be a complete circle. And that commissioned piece of work will be um, publicized as being crowdfunded and either is shown publicly or can be sold just to bring more money. That can be sold to an art collector in London, which is bringing another thousand pound into that circular economy from outside. Mm. So yeah, that's it's about completing that full loop, finding a mechanism where you've got a vertical cash flow there. It's coming down the, the strata of an economy. How do you get that money back up to the top of the, the waterfall? I'm mixing my metaphors terribly. but mm. It is really interesting because I think that's the thing is a lot of artists are, well, there's a number of things. One, we're stuck at home and we, so finding each other collectively is quite tough. Um, yeah. Emily. Fee and I have a long-standing group, support group, that we meet every month and we podcast once a quarter. So we have each other to talk to and we're also, I'm also linked into, into a couple of others. So there are quite a lot of ideas and quite a lot of emotional support, but it's about practical ways. Rick, you've just, you've written a blog post, haven't you, for Sex Squared? Um, yeah. on that which I'm, I'm about to rip off and um, and rewrite for uh, artists and creatives so um, eventually that will go up on our um, website Emily's back <laughs> so hello just to close that loop then Rick thank you so much for stepping in what's the one thing that individuals struggling to you know keep their afloat needs to pay attention to or can pay attention to that will that will help them forward do you think well I think if if and we will take as read you have the, the desire to go forward then I think it is about taking a little bit of time to plan what that will look like 
um, you know, it's going to be a harsh environment. When I'm talking to businesses, it's, you know, how much of your spending can you cut? When will your cash run out? How much longer can we stretch that by making some tough decisions? And hopefully we can stretch that out long enough to get to the other side of uh, the current crisis. And then we'll work out the recovery and we can plan for the recovery during the downtime. As entrepreneurs, it's actually quite rare to have time to think because you're always faced with the next challenge, the next customer. And I suspect that's true of artists as well. You are in a loop of churning out work, of fulfilling commissions. This, although it's, it's obviously not a situation any of us would wish for, it does create a little bit of space to work out what the next path should be. And my challenge to everyone is actually, let's be a bit more creative. In the, the 2007, 2008 uh, Great Recession, as we're now calling it in hindsight, uh, it was the growth of agencies. So when startups came out of that, rather than every startup having its own marketing department, marketing agencies became the norm and that's effectively a way of sharing costs moving the cost base around i think artist collectives probably came out of a similar movement back in the 1930s in the us i think that every time there is a crisis like this there is the chance to be creative not only in what we do but in how we do it so i think again now we should be thinking when we come out of this how do we want to be working together? Where are the new synergies? Where's the new collaborations and the new cooperation opportunities? And how do we lay the groundwork for that now? Yeah, that's, I think that's fantastic, Rick. And I, I think that um, uh, uh, that's a brilliant point to, for the three of us to jump off from, which is about being creative. And that's exactly in our DNA. It's coded into artists and creators and makers DNA to be creative, to buck the trend, to find, you know, new ways of, of, of presenting things to people. So actually we um, can take an opportunity here to uh, emerge with a, with different, with different approaches. And there may even be different platforms that spring up as a you know as a result of of this as well when people do find they're overwhelmed by etsy or there are a couple of other ones and um, ebay that that there are other ways of directly connecting i think that for me the most important thing that you that um, that i respond to in what you're saying is that we have to find a, a way of figuring out where our customers are going and and being there or intercepting them or uh, in 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 some, in some in some ways and for those of us who have email lists emily <laughs> that's not so difficult but for those of us like fee and i who do not um that's a little bit more challenging but we also i have a very strong presence on instagram for example and a certain amount on facebook as well so um, um where i don't play is is twitter and i think that so for me that's an area that's um you know that's available to me in terms of um of, of but be creative go down to room 212 find the nearest lamppost to it and put up a little card on there that says did you come down here and you're sorry that the art shop is closed why don't you go to lulilugs.co.uk <laughs> 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 That's great, I think. Uh, I'm on it. 
Okay. Yeah, we should go. We should go collective bomb Bristol. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think that's a. I think that's a brilliant. Listen, Wick. Thank you so much. Emily's back, and I don't want to keep you any longer. And um, you've been so um, incredibly generous with your time, and also setting up this um, this Zoom for us. So uh, you may uh, return to your proper job. So thank it's you. Been, it's been my privilege and a dream fulfilled to participate. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> thank you. So thank uh, you. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Girl Collective. Girl Collective. Girl Collective. Let's carry on. Um, yes. Yeah. Apologies. Um, <laughs> welcome back, Emily. <laughs> um, this is a, a new way of doing things, being online. I'm, I'm really pleased we've got the technology. You know, if this had happened to even just five, ten years ago, this would have been a, a very different way of being able to be so we would have still been on msn for a start <laughs> so yeah we're able to kind of see each other in real time network providing mm-hmm. how are we getting on you know we've heard from rick proactiveness is is required are we feeling it <laughs> no i love, well, love what he said about um giving yourself some space to think mm-hmm. that's that really chimed with me because actually the last couple of days that's exactly what i've been doing because uh, the last week I've been feeling really overwhelmed so I had to take a step back and just like actually take some time to think about what I'm doing and how I'm going to do it and it's he's right it's actually really nice to have that time. I think he, he mentioned about kind of like that financial resources like how long can that keep you going and sustained yeah. but I think what you've reminded me is it's actually it's our own resource as well like we need to be able to know how long we're going to last and it sounds like it's a really good thing for you to have stopped because without stopping it just becomes a spiral downwards yes exactly and that's not gonna last yeah when you start when you start worrying about money that's when the pressure and anxiety sort of comes into play and that's when yeah you do have to take a step backwards and let that let go of that a little bit to be able to think straight (laughs) yeah it's yeah well it's an incredible tension isn't it because for most artists they're single operators so they are their own marketer, their own salesperson, they create and make and produce generally what their um, their product is. For a lot of artists and makers, they are going, they're hitting issues with supplies, they're hitting issues with being, not being able to go to the place where they normally work mm. and make. So they're having to find different uh, ways of making different products and some of them have closed their businesses down as a result and as you said Emily the minute you start being anxious about money as everybody is that has a huge impact on your ability to create Mm. so at a time when advisors like Rick are telling us that we have the opportunity to um, take a look at our business our creativity and our product and find ways of meeting our customers needs or putting our product out there that is different we can only do that if we actually do um, take a step back and, and, and allow ourselves to um, to be creative and it's an it's a it's a really really difficult situation to uh, to to be in my plans were not about necessarily creating product and making sales that way for this part of the year I was thinking that I might get towards that towards the second part of of this year I was hoping to enter 
three or four juried exhibitions this year, there's absolutely no point in doing that because whilst some of them continue to take submissions in and payment for those submissions, there's no guarantee. And then um, getting your work to and from, it, it's not, you know, it's, it's madness. It's a, it, either you pay a courier because you can't ask your friend to go and do it now. I was, I, a friend of mine would have gone in London, would have taken them and brought them back, but I can't ask her to do that. It's ridiculous. It's not, you know, that's not essential. Certainly not essential for her. But paying a courier, that makes that, that you know, and to then not know, A, whether you're going to get into the, um, you know, you, you're going to, your submission is going to pass, or B, if it does, when the exhibition is going to happen. So, so for me, it's been more a curtailment of my plans for the year and, and how I felt like I was starting to be more confident and, um, and put myself out there in a way that might be more proven and that being proven is a really excellent way of, of uh, attracting um, you know more customers to you and so that part of my plan has you know just gone up in smoke and I can't go to Spike Island studio to create work at the moment and when they do open there will be printers there who have had their income severely curtailed, who depend on their printing income, which I don't, whom I will stand aside for at least for a first few weeks so that they can go in and make work. So, you know, even when we start getting back to normal, there are going to be loads of... Um, loads it will of take a while. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but Emily, you're what you are producing at the moment in the midst of this you know of COVID-19 and the restrictions that we're under is phenomenal <laughs> it's, like, it's like oh yeah shove her in a crisis that means she, that she can't go some, out um, spray paint yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a tendency to throw myself into work when things are like things are kind of dire <laughs> yeah also um my usual bread and butter freelance work has basically disappeared so it's given me the time to be able to chuck myself into my more creative work which I've been really enjoying and I think that's having the headspace to do it is obviously impacting how well it's coming out <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's an interesting sort of time <laughs> having all of this time and obviously I was like you were saying I was working towards an exhibition which I a solo exhibition which I now am uncertain when when it's actually going to be able to happen when a good time for it to happen will be and I was I was actually on the run up to that and I was much more focused than I have been before because I had a deadline and I had a thing to work towards and then that the uncertainty is just sort of crashed down <laughs> and although I'm still producing I've had to adapt sort of my way of thinking about what I'm doing going back to thinking about okay in this situation what products can I produce what sort of things can I do to um, make people more aware of Egypt because if I've got this time and I'm not doing my usual freelance work to focus on that basically um, yeah and sort of build an audience behind that and like Rick was saying try and be creative about it introducing things like downloadable content that people can can uh, color in and do activity sheets and things like that because my work exactly. work works really well for that thinking around 
you know those because actually my funnily enough my sales in my Etsy shop have gone up slightly because I'm selling coloring books Mm -hmm. so yeah it's like you say it's, it's thinking about what you can provide in a time like this to sort of also help you get your brand out there I think that a uh, video on how to draw a one of your characters would be perfectly timed now. You've yeah. got the time to do it. Yeah. And kids, yeah. uh, I mean, I think parents would jump on it mm. because we've got a long haul and they've got quite a lot of on their plate with delivering the curriculum. But it's all of that is going to fall apart quite soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, but you know your <coughs> a, a quick look at the you know what their current curriculum is and what their um, what's on their list of things to do might help you decide how to do a couple of sheets of things and it doesn't have to be your best and most perfect work. This is about yeah. being in service. I think that's something that. Um, uh, it's really interesting. I, I've read a couple of things where artists haven't felt like they wanted to put stuff out there because it doesn't feel relevant because they feel like it's too frivolous and that uh, um, people have got other things to be thinking about. And that is really creating a stuckness for uh, quite a few artists who are, yes, overwhelmed, but they're also um, they're also really questioning whether you know they should be promoting or producing anything at all and I think that that's absolutely the wrong way around to to think about it I I absolutely believe that we can be in service all of us whether you're an artist or a maker or not that there are things that people need and and people need uh, entertainment and as Rick said joy uh, they need to smile they need to laugh they need to have fun together they need to be occupied I think your work you could do loads of stuff around colouring in not just kids but for adults as well it's, an, it's a technique now that we're really used to colouring in there's not colouring in books and I think you could put stuff out that's really quite quick that would allow you to keep connecting building your list yeah and creating a situation where come the time when things settle down you then will have built some kind of um, awareness and um, you know and and loyalty and I think with us three actually you're well placed to do that Mm -hmm. Fee and I have to pull our finger out (laughs) Like, like think of what we that. could maybe do to yeah. you know to um to also um be of service be working be doing something but also creating uh our li- you know our yeah. lists and um planning for our future as well i have an exhibition not a solo exhibition an exhibition planned with five other printers called wink women and ink also at center space which is where yours is planned for but ours is uh middle of october i think yours is the beginning and we haven't yet faced into that uh about what we're going to do i thought we'd leave it a couple of months but it's highly likely that it will be shifted center space haven't been um, haven't really thought it through either about what they're going to do whether they're going to move us shuffle us all along 
I don't know that's I feel like that would be the best thing to do but obviously we all need to know when to start promoting exactly I mean that makes it difficult because you need a couple of months to be able to do that yeah yeah I've got a broad plan and at the moment what's happening now is we should be gathering materials but Mm. my my fellow printers are busy overwhelmed got kids at home or Mm. so they're not it's hard enough getting a bunch of people to think about something that's happening in October to write a biography you know a short biog now try getting that done when there's all the other things that are you know it's way down the list as it should be I have no but it is really tricky to keep people motivated but yeah I wanted to you know I wanted to flag that up and and see what you thought about that sense in which for artists are frivolous and that we don't have a contribution to make or that we should be you know hanging up our paintbrushes and and not worrying about what happens next um i think i'm i personally like consumed more visually like i i've spent a lot more time on instagram um looking at the artists that i love and enjoy certainly a lot of the like artists who use words um it's been really cool to kind of seeing them kind of uh, as you say doing their part in terms of like saying it's okay not to be okay or we're going to get through this or you know if you need to talk with someone um, make it happen you know and that's been really nice and inspired me to kind of create in that way it, there's a sense for me i think there's a sense of this is a holding time that this isn't this isn't forever we all know that at some point we're going to be able to go back out into the big wide world um, we don't know when that's going to be and so because this isn't a forever state that means we're going to be okay <laughs> that the stuff that's going to going to happen on the outside world is going to happen you know you are you guys are going to do your shows they may be delayed they may not and if they're not you're still going to be able to you still will get them done like that's just the determination that you'll have whether it's by yourself or as a group so I think as artists I think it's really important that we show when we can when we have the energy to show other people and that's not all the time but when we have got the energy to be able to show people actually you can do these things at home that includes sitting in front of the tv if that's your bag that includes listening to music if that's your bag that includes picking up a pen and drawing some absolute nonsense if that's your bag I think it's about enabling people. I think it's about, like, for me, I find it really, I've, I've had quite a lot of anxiety over, over this. I've got a family that are quite vulnerable and that's, like, just always playing on the back of my mind. So actually doing the creative stuff that I sit down with you two and talk about hasn't really existed. All I've done at home is tidy, which has created more piles of rubbish that I can't do anything with, I can't leave the house. But that's okay. But what what I have started doing is just doing frivolous art. So I'm using Procreate and I'm making really nice abstract pieces of work that I'm probably not going to do anything with, but the act of being creative is really important. Mm. And I would, I'm, I'm now, now I'm feeling slightly better. I'm like, well, how I want to share that with other people because I would also want people to feel calm and cool about things and if if art can be part of that then that's fantastic I think I just I'm really encouraged with how many people 
have been using their medium to be like, do you know what? It's, it's all right. It's going to be okay. And if you feel like you're panicking, you can have that panic. <laughs> it's legit. Mm. <laughs> like, be okay in the sense of what you're doing. Mm. So I think in some ways, in answer to your question, Lou, I think art is even more important now. It might not be in terms of consumerism, in terms of art being able to be bought, because <laughs> that for a lot of people, money is really scary right now. Um, but in terms of doing good in the world, um, I think it's a really good thing. I think I'm seeing more and more people turning to that and, and being finding creativity as well. It's not just artists who create for, um, for other people, but other people to create for themselves. That's exciting. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant point. It's yeah. not just artists and makers and creators. It's actually everyone stuck at home. Lots of people are still working from home, but therefore a lot yeah. of people, they've been furloughed or they've been uh, temporarily laid off or, um, or they're ill. And actually finding ways of, of um, getting out of your head, meeting the overwhelm, the anxiety, it, being creative is is one way of doing that exercise is another and we can and we you know exercising at home is perfectly possible and getting out for a bit of a walk but uh, finding materials any old materials at home to be able to um, bosh things together there's a brilliant woman um, she on insta she's at tactical imagination uh, her name is Amy and I've forgotten her second name. Amazing uh, content creator and um, she's basically a, um, a marketing whiz, but in a, an incredibly organic way. I just love the way that, uh, that, that she works anyway. One of the things she's done is she's gone back through like uh, years of working with people and creating really fascinating programs and um, uh, processes and things to do and she's come up with what she's calling it domestic infinite i've no idea why but that's classic um that's classically her and it's 10 minutes creative processes so that you can sort of press play and relax and recoup and energize and her idea is really simple that um whilst you are worrying about money or your marketing pipe or what the heck is is happening that has a really deleterious effect a bad effect on 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 your whole organism whereas making art just for the sake of having some fun and creating actually your brain centers that are hardwired to innovation and making things work will actually be um, released and you'll find that um, over time other stuff will happen but for but for now it's perfectly legitimate to just make stuff and the first thing she started it yesterday and the first thing was to make five masks out of anything you could find in the house and she's got if you go on her instagram you'll see she these five masks one was made with tin foil she's another with a sponge and elastic bands around i mean just hilarious and and so that makes you laugh but also pushes that limbic creativity activity that's so incredibly important to our actually to our well-being and our, and, and our survival. And I think that artists and creatives often are empaths. Not, it's not generally the case, but, but a lot of them are. And in, a, and in a 
time of collective crisis, uh, pandemic is no, I was about to say it's not to be sneezed at, and then I realised that that would be a stupid thing to say, but then I said it anyway. Um, <laughs> but it's huge. And so for empaths, that has an extra layer of anxiety that is crushing for a lot of people and they're finding it really hard to express themselves i read a brilliant thing around grief and loss collective grief and loss the other day it's so hard because we get into a comparison loop so we look outside and there are other people, people who are dying, people who have families um, who are absolutely on the breadline, people sleeping on the street that, who, who are legitimately worse off. And so that then begins to negate our own agency when it comes to laying hold of what we're, of what we're feeling. And so this collective grief is modelled in relation to people when we actually know that grief is a deeply a deeply personal thing and that we all suffer from these small losses these curtailment of freedom these these small losses and we have to be able to feel sadness and grief for those and for the bigger things and, and so we're trying to locate ourselves in in this because we're also legitimately frightened about getting ill we're worried about our personal financial situations we're worried about our friends and our family some of us have vulnerable uh, people in our families and we so this this heaping worry upon concern upon worry fed with a constant stream of media frenzy uh, some of which is uh, it's just over because we have 24 7 news outlets so it's just too much add into that misinformation and then watching as other countries are absolutely buckling under the the strain and waiting for the shoe to drop really really overwhelming and even as i'm saying it my whole body is starting to feel panicky yeah um, you know and that's because that's because i am an empath and i'm so i'm as i'm even just verbalizing it i start to feel that you know i start to feel that worry and uh, you know and, and concern well it's my own situation is okay i'm not unwell we're solvent there's food in my fridge my ulsters whilst they are old are well and okay in their respective um, homes and we're, we're fine but I st you know that anxiety and to and to then not be able to say <laughs> having a mini meltdown is really hard mm -hmm. so I'm just adopting a total fuck it uh, approach and I am I'm expressing how I feel because the minute I do I can just let it go it, I can just drop it off my shoulders. Um, and I think that's another reason why engaging with your creativity is so incredibly important because it will allow you to express that. But it's incredibly important. And this collective grief that we are feeling has to have an outlet and it, and it, and it shouldn't be endless consumption of Facebook or getting wound up um, you know, because someone's run past you too closely. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm going from naught to kill the bastard in you know in two seconds flat at the moment, and I realise if I keep this up, 
it, this is not good. It's yeah. not. It's not good. It's not good for me, and ultimately, it won't be good for them because they will be hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, what were you? Uh, uh, we we had a bit of a clash a minute ago uh, in terms of talking over each other. Um, wow. It's quite hard to follow that, to be honest. <laughs> gold, <laughs> golden stuff. <laughs> I think it was an answer to uh, "Is art frivolous?" Oh yeah, I was just—I was going to say my whole mission, my whole mantra is to be frivolous and silly. My, that's what my art—that's what I feel my art is. And yet, I've always—I think we t- we even mentioned it on the last podcast we did. I've always, or sometimes, struggled with that idea that it is valuable, even though it is. Fr- frivolous and silly and there's definitely been times in the last couple of weeks where my motivation has dipped because of those those intrusive thoughts um and like you say everything else (laughs) that's got to worry about right now but ultimately I've I've always I've come to settle on the idea that that it does have value because it puts a smile on someone's face and it Mm. brightens up an otherwise dark potentially day or sort of the darker parts of you know the world I can brighten up and that's why that's kind of why I want to get into doing murals because there's no better way to brighten up a city than putting a big bright pink like mural on the side of a grey building you know so I see joy that I get out of other people's work is what I would love people to get out of mine so I try and think about that whenever I'm uh, whether whenever you think that your work is too frivolous or too or you know doesn't have enough meaning just think about how you feel when you see something that you love that is frivolous and silly it brings you such joy that you know that that's value enough I think oh this is a joke where I just want to give you a big hug and say <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> and like absolutely. check some heart emojis somewhere and go 100% yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, so. I 100% yes from me as well. I completely <laughs> agree. And art doesn't have to mean anything. It, yeah. it, it often does. And it has so many um, contexts. There's so there's there is a, a, as many meanings as there are those of us who are creating what we're what we're creating and different ways of accessing and processing it. And there are people who need and want to receive that. Um, in the in the specific way that you deliver it and in the specific way that other artists and makers and creative creators make it mm. and there are an awful lot of people in the world and so there are an awful lot of opportunities to make other people heart feel a, a little lighter mm. i completely agree the idea of doing like a video that teaches people how to draw my characters that's it's um again it's circling around to like thinking of creative ways that you could maybe uh, you know make ways for people to interact with your work more and get something more out of it so if you are worried about that i think doing little how-to videos or a little how-to printable booklet you know something like that to that gives some people something to do and interact with your work i think that that ties in perfectly with that idea of it sort of if you don't want to think if you're struggling with thinking about it as a frivolous thing then allow people to use it in some way that sort of 
is therapy or is just an enjoyable little 10 minute thing to do that can help them you know put all of the nasty stuff at bay (laughs) and I think the the impact of this is longer in terms of you know consumable art so I'm thinking of like tv programs movies um collaborative music a lot of that has been put on hold as well because that requires people to be in the same room Um, music is trying to kind of work its way through but certainly actors and that whole industry is has a big old pause on that and we will see the aftermath of that you know this is my confession of like uh, you know the idea that EastEnders is not being filmed right now um (laughs) (laughs) um, it's like oh Oh, no (laughs) (laughs) but like like you know I've used that as a youth work resource in the past but um that things are not being created that people would normally consume and that's going to be felt for you know for quite a long period of time so this is where other bits of creativity can slip in you know where people can can start creating more to kind of you know people who maybe won't get back into reading you know part of my current role where I work is to enable people to be more creative and part of that is asking the question what did you used to do when you were a kid and you dropped when it wasn't cool or you didn't have time or your parents said you couldn't do it like you could pick that up now and artists including yourselves can be enabling that because we are going to have a a void of, of things that we can't consume for a little bit that's super exciting the idea that we we can jump in and go haha you can do this too yeah I, I love I love I love that idea and of uh, seeing you I mean you've been doing more things on Instagram in terms of your stories yeah, yeah. Um, which has I've been, been great sharing my process yeah yeah loved it what was the name of that pink paint? Oh, uh, Miss Piggy. <laughs> Miss Piggy, <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> and it was. If anyone said, "What colour would that be?" It's a hundred percent Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Girl Collective. Girl Collective. Girl Collective. So we've been on lockdown for a good couple of weeks. How have we been picking ourselves up? What's, what's been uh, giving us the, the joy and excitement in our own homes? Uh, Lou? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I um, have organised a couple of Zoomy Zooms with groups that I connect with on other platforms and that's been kind of fun. So just maintaining connections with people where I can't meet up in the really real. I think when we last spoke, we were talking about the differences in the way that extroverts and introverts are meeting the challenges. And I am an aggressively extrovert person. So not being able to be out and about and to see people and interact is, is a big challenge for me. So taking that online has been joyous and it's uh, led to all sorts of things like my dad being on a whatsapp group with the three daughters and with hilarious effect you know he's 80 um he's super fit and switched on 80 i don't want you to imagine some kind of doddering old boy because he's not he drives he rides a he rides big motorcycles and um you know does pilates that's the, <laughs> that's my dad but um sends 
videos on a d d horrendously, you know, daily basis. We haven't managed to we haven't managed to knock that out of him yet, but it's very it's very funny. So so maintaining contact in different and new ways has been a real uh, joy for me. Creatively, uh, I'm really lucky in that I spend quite a lot of my time planning sewing projects or uh, playing about with paints and I've got lots and lots of materials at home I have uh, print screen print I have lots of paint I have uh, chalks and lino cutting so I just um, crack on you have to be more uh, flexible and you have to uh, figure out ways of doing things so I can't expose images onto my screens and I can't take the stuff that I've got on it off either. So I've got a couple of screens with textures, I've got a couple of screens with images, and I'm luckily I've got two screens that are blank, and so I can use stencils. So I've been playing a lot with uh, playing around with stencils. I've been cooking loads and having fun making up stuff. Poor Rick is just like every night, it's like it's the new thing. And um, we pretend that we are going to lunch at different in different places. So today was Acapulco. Uh, we went to lunch in Acapulco. And we have the same things as we normally do. I just pretend that it's something different. So we had um, we had soft taco ceviche, which you obviously would have if you were in uh, if you had had lunch with us in Acapulco, which is basically for Rick a, 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 a prawn wrap. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a vegetarian, so I'm not. I, we didn't. We didn't bother making up what I was having. I just pretended that I was having uh, was having the same. And we're thinking maybe we'll go to Paris to bistro for supper tomorrow. So I'll, um, whatever we're having will be will be French fried. And the other game that we're playing at the moment is pretending to be different people when we enter different rooms. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not. It's not just me and Rick. Um, on lockdown together, there's um, there's Lady Bracknell in the in the lounge, and then, <laughs> and then uh, what's it. her name? Consuelo de uh, oh I've forgotten her name. It's just really it's really 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 long <laughs> Spanish. Well, Hispanic um, uh, with a few Spanish words. I think one of the words is, uh, is queso. Um, and, then it, and then it got a bit Italian towards the end. <laughs> an incredible, like 15 barrel name, which is why I can't remember it now. But she's incredibly grumpy and she, she's in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the kind of nonsense that I'm doing to, to, uh, to keep my spirits up. Nothing really new, just the same, <laughs> same old, same old. How about you, Emily? What are you up to? Uh, doing a lot of drawing and painting and uh, creative stuff. Uh, I'm still working towards my exhibition, so I've got quite a few things to get on with there. Um, I started uh, reading again, which I didn't really I struggled mm. to find the time for before. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple of books about uh, marketing as an introvert, which is interesting. One um, I found called The Art of Shouting Quietly, which I <laughs> thought was quite appropriate. Mm. Uh, that's by Pete Mosley. That's interesting, sort of um, food for thought in terms of how to promote myself in the way that I feel comfortable with, or and also sort of trying to step out of that comfort zone a little bit, like mm. we were saying about me doing videos and things. So it's definitely something I'm going to put on the roster. 
um, and then watching a lot of cartoons because <laughs> uh, that's where I got, get a lot of inspiration from. So I've uh, got Disney Plus. Um, hey. <laughs> so I've been watching uh, Gravity Falls and oh, been watching the Mandalorian, uh, Star Wars stuff. So that's good. That's a lot of entertaining stuff. And uh, being more active on Instagram. I found the time to actually engage on there a lot more than I would usually. And I've been watching a lot of people's live videos and that's, um, that's really cool. Like uh, people seem to be really engaging with doing those. And yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that people are saying coming up with. So that's been keeping my spirits up. <laughs> How about you? Um, I, yeah, I've been, um, I've been cooking a lot. I used to cook loads. Um, and then I got really busy with work outside of creativity um, and it's been really nice to kind of that seems to be the rhythm of my life at the moment of kind of getting up and sorting out stuff and then um, uh, cooking which has been really nice um, making banana bread because we need to use up all the stuff we've got so that's really nice <laughs> thumbs up from me um, and then also doing a little bit of digital art in terms of um, my husband has been doing a music video so he's needed some images to to do some animations on that so it's been a really nice challenge to kind of sit down and do stuff to a, to someone's request which has been really nice and then also doing just as i said earlier like just nonsense digital art so kind of i'll um i'll put some of those things up on our podcast instagram page so you guys can see it but it's been really nice just to kind of do something that has no consequence other than it's nice and and house tidying um little and often i think i'm mm. finding it it's interesting actually like i work really well with a deadline um although i will work right up to the deadline my last ever essay that i finished at uni was due at like i think at 9am and i finished it at 5am that day um <laughs> but with no deadline to the lockdown at the moment i'm not i'm a bit relaxed when it comes to sorting out the house yeah. i'm just like oh well i've just made another pile of things um, <laughs> that i need to throw away but i can't, I can't move the house um, <laughs> so, um yeah that's becoming a little bit of a joke in my head at the moment but um i'll get into that that's cool that's fine i've been yeah it's been nice um we all share the house with someone so between us all yeah. you know we're not going stir crazy my thoughts definitely in my mind about those people that are alone yeah um yeah my ipad has never had so much use like i'm having regular meetings with friends from work and mm. um you guys and um other people and it's it's really nice to make connections um yeah. like you just don't like, especially from a work perspective i'm a full-time worker so like i spend a lot of time with those people it's just amazing how quickly you kind of miss them um yeah. even when you think you've got quite frivolous connections because like all we do is talk about work and it's like actually no work is a big part of life mm. um so that's been really nice to kind of get that connection we're having a um a pub quiz a virtual pub quiz tonight actually so um, uh and i that's the other thing i've been doing uh creating lots of uh games with my friends um via facetimes and 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 hangouts so there's a game that you can play on your phone uh you can join in and everyone else like it's a quiz show kind of thing so mm. you can kind of join in that way so it's it's good it's good to kind of be inventive with how you play games with people yeah yeah that's cool cool good i want 
I want to give a, a little shout out to Katya, who was an original Girl Collective member at mm. the very start. Because uh, have you have you noticed what Katya's been up to? She's created this um, Better Together studio, and she live streams for and I think she does it pretty much twice a day and she has different things going on because Katya is so multi kind of interested isn't she She's a jewelry maker mm. print maker um, collage, collage brilliant uh, collageist Easter um, and so she's doing them uh, there's definitely a schedule and it's uh, on Insta it is the best way to find her and that's better underscore together underscore studio um it's a live chat for creators and she's at carefree collages uh, her name is katya um i haven't had the opportunity to join one of them but i really would like to and you don't have to actually there's, i think there's a crochet and knitting one as well um, i don't think you have to do anything you can just join in but i was thinking about people who are stuck alone actually mm finding um not just connections with your friends but other like-minded people and doing new things is a really brilliant way you know opening up new pathways mm. is a really great way of, of uh, creating a kind of robust girl collective girl collective girl Co I'm, I'm totally loving have you seen that i've just figured out how to put a background a screen oh, screen. <laughs> you need to get on board yeah what I, really, uh, what, I, what I really love i mean this is a bit weird because people will be listening to this i, I don't suppose we'll be producing this as a as a but i might need to take a well. screenshot of what you're doing right now you right? There we go. <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely do yeah because i don't know Hang how on. to pose pose again i'm just really liking <laughs> how i'm disappearing there look my hands i've lost my hands am I, am I... That's a, that this is one of my um recent um prints that i've done with um with the limited um limited materials that i've got so it's a, a cut out stencil um and also using bubble wrap <laughs> That's oh, yeah. bubble wrap. Yeah. That's uh, um, uh, uh, over over the top of a, a texture screen. Uh, yeah, I just re I realised it took me a while to realise, um, Fee, that your background. Did you do that? Is that something? No, that you I did wish. Done? No, oh. like, if I lean forward, you can see my pans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I um no, I didn't make this. Um, it was part of the inspiration board for um. Gaz, um, for the project that he was working on, needed some uh, 70s flowers. So I was yeah. taking lots of images and I absolutely adore this one. Um, I think it's actually it's actually on material. Um, it so is. I recognise. I, yeah. I do actually recognise it. Um, Girl Collective. Girl Collective. Girl Collective. Thanks for listening. We've had a great time catching up, seeing each other and impressing each other with our background designs. My name is Lou David and you can find me at Instagram at Luli Loves You. L-U-L-I-L-O-V-E-S-Y-O-U. And I'm Emily J. Taylor and you can find more about me at Egypts on Instagram. That's E-J-I-T-S. And my website is Egypts.art.
and I'm Fee Williams and you can find me on Instagram at callmefee.uk and also you could connect with Rick Chapman um, he hangs out on Twitter mainly he's not an Insta bod and he's at Rick C so that's at R-I-C-K-C-C and together we are Girl Collective that's G-R-R-L Collective and our website is girlcollective.co.uk and you can find us on Insta at Girl Collective people to get the message that they can, exactly as you said you can do this however you need to do this you mm. don't need to be making work you don't need to be uber productive you don't need to clean your house if you don't feel like cleaning your house it's perfectly legitimate to feel overwhelmed anxious and worried and to grieve for the small losses as well as the, as well as the greater losses and the most important thing to do is um to create a you know a, a robust sense in your in yourself that the wheel will turn and things will change <laughs>